I'm certainly proud of the 13 years of work, but 3,200 certified B corporations and 110,000 other companies using our tools. We have an awfully long ways to go before we fundamentally shift the meaning of capitalism. Hello, I'm Erin Worsham, the Executive Director of the Center for the Advancement of Social Entrepreneurship at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. And I'm also your host for Case in Point, a podcast that provides practical advice for impact leaders and investors on the critical trends in impact. One of the trends that we are constantly talking about here at Case is the idea of systems change, addressing the root cause of social problems in order to fundamentally shift the components that are contributing to those problems. By its nature, systems change is complex, multi-stakeholder, and long-term. In other words, it's incredibly challenging to get it right. On today's episode, we're going to talk to Bart Houlihan, the co-founder of B-Lab. Now, for those of you that don't know, B-Lab is a nonprofit organization serving a movement of people using business as a force for good. And so we knew that Bart would have a lot to share with us about how you engage and build a movement and would have some advice to share for others that are looking to engage in systems change work. So join us as we dive into the conversation with Bart around systems change. Bart, you are literally trying to change the, the culture and the narrative around capitalism. Mm-hmm. So you talk about a theory of change, which sounds relatively simple, but what you're trying to do is incredibly complex. And so this idea of, of building a movement and changing systems is something that we're hearing more and more mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a really positive way from the social entrepreneur community, seeing that there's incremental change that we can make on social problems from from an organization growing their their footprint but there is so much more that we can do if we're thinking about movement building and systems change but it's incredibly challenging and so i want to pick your brain for a couple of minutes about the advice you would give to other social ventures that want to go towards this movement building or or systems change perspective so let me start by asking you just to to give a little bit of that context for us tell us a little bit more about how B-Lab has built a movement over time and and where that movement currently stands. Sure. Um, I think it's important to begin with humility in that I think we're scratching the surface of a movement, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I'm I'm certainly proud of the 13 years of work, but 3,200 certified B corporations and, what, 110,000 other companies using our tools we have an awfully long ways to go before we fundamentally shift the meaning of capitalism. Mm -hmm. And that's the end game, right? How do we build an economy that's simply more inclusive and regenerative? And uh, it's one of the reasons why collaboration is so critical. B-Lab will never remotely accomplish that on our own. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be honest with ourselves about, sure, we've made good progress. I'm proud of the work. And the distance in front of us is just enormous, and therefore it's going to require a different approach and more collaboration than we've ever embraced before. And so. I've, I think I've heard you say in the past that it might not even be in your lifetime, right? That that you're building or, or helping to build an organization and a, and a movement that you might not see that vision for, oh, yeah. that vision come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, we're fundamentally trying to shift mm-hmm. the role of business in society. Mm-hmm. That's going to take, take a, a little while. Yes. It's going to take yep. a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so I, I, I wanted to anchor the conversation, and uh, thank you for the question. I don't know if we're entirely worthy of the question, but I'll do my best to tell you what we've done so far mm -hmm. to get us to here. Um, one, I think you need to understand what you're trying to change about the system. And uh, I think if you have clarity about that, it actually helps you um, strategize and devise a growth approach that will build uh, upon itself. And, and let me explain. Mm -hmm. At the core of the work of B-Lab is trying to upend shareholder primacy that we are believers in the power of business and that a business, if harnessed appropriately, can be a force for good. Mm -hmm. But it's just not structured that way right now, Aaron. There is a source code error in the corporate code that even though a business impacts a multitude of stakeholders, it is legally accountable only to one, mm -hmm. shareholders. And so we shouldn't be surprised about the outcomes we're getting from the business sector when we have... When we've set it up just that way. We set it up right? that way. Mm -hmm. We set up a legal framework to focus on one even though we impact many. Mm -hmm. And if we could just unleash the power of business to create value for all stakeholders, it could address so many of the knock-on effects that we were just talking about. So that, that has been our systems change. Our mm -hmm. systems change has been about how do we upend shareholder primacy and move us to a stakeholder capitalism approach. Mm -hmm. So starting step number one is getting really clear on the North Star of what Knowing you're Knowing what you're towards. trying to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and that led us to designing a certification uh, that identified leaders who were going to embrace this idea of systems change and who were going to manifest this idea that you could not only make money but make a difference, that you could be an organization that not only thrived financially but created real value for all your stakeholders. And so our next step was devising a certification that had at its center, Aaron, only one requirement. Even though you got to take and pass the assessment, there's lots of ways to pass the assessment. The one requirement is you rewrite your corporate governing documents to move you from exclusively focusing on shareholders to one that considers all stakeholders. And so you built into the leadership community your systems change approach. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so that was the next step. Let's get a community of leaders. And there was great intentionality around the original leaders. It, it wasn't... Um, whoever showed up was gonna be our first founding certified B corporations. We went out and found um, leaders in different industries with different impact areas of focus and of different sizes to be the first to come to this community to try to inspire others to follow. And so that was kind of second. Be intentional about how you enter a market. Uh, and find those leaders whom you want to anchor your movement. Mm -hmm. Those champions for those the champions. movement you're trying to create. Mm -hmm. uh, third is, for us, recognizing we're trying to build a global movement that has local execution. And what I mean by that is uh, we need to recognize early on that to build a movement of people using business as a force for good in San Francisco was going to be quite different than Santiago, Chile. Mm -hmm. And we needed people on the ground in Santiago, Chile that understood the Chilean marketplace 
to actually build the movement in that locale. And so uh, though we have an anchor of a community of leaders, certified B corporations, how people build the movement around that community of leaders is locally dependent. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be willing to recognize what you're going to hold on to. Yep. That's going to be um, the core, core and standard, the standard mm -hmm. of your a movement and what you have to let go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means letting go with guardrails because you um, have invested in what the movement means. You want to make sure that there are guardrails around it so it doesn't get too far out of, mm -hmm. off, off track. And in other places, it's letting go entirely. And that's really hard to try to figure mm -hmm. out how to um, both maintain the center while letting go uh, in other areas so that it can flourish and grow uh, in each individual region. And what's been beautiful, Aaron, is how this movement has been built in each region looks really quite different. Hmm. It looks really quite different. Uh, and so that was kind of our third principle, was the idea of a global movement with local execution. Know what you're going to uh, manage and know what you're willing to let go of to try to give ownership. And then the final uh, piece I'd say is that um, this movement is no longer owned by uh, BLAP. It is that ownership is uh, in the actual community of certified B corporations and those that are inspired to follow them. And uh, that has manifested itself in collective action coming from that community. They want to drive this movement. Mm -hmm. And what that is born from is the idea of giving a community of leaders the opportunity to have a megaphone, to have impact beyond the four walls of their own organization. And that platform is really meaningful for them. And so we, we as an organization, as a nonprofit, view our job as figuring out how to engage those leaders and give them opportunities to lead. And that creates an ownership amongst the community that builds on itself. And real tangible uh, examples, uh, the women-led and women-owned uh, businesses in our community came together to build a advocacy group called uh, We the Change, mm. with now over 500 signatories across the globe of women-led and women-owned businesses who recognize that they are all coming from the same purpose-driven organizations as certified B corporations, mm -hmm. but have a platform now for something that's deeply personal and important to them about trying to advocate for women in business. One example. Another example. The outbreak of uh, civil unrest in Chile uh, was heartbreaking. And our community of certified B corporations wanted to respond to what was happening on the streets. And within 48 hours, 70% uh, of our community in Chile came together to announce that they were going to live to a pledge that their CEOs would not make more than 10 times their lowest paid employee. Mm. That group of around 200 Chilean certified B corporations inspired within a week another 1,500 companies to follow wow. their lead. 
Within a week. Within a week. Wow. And Aaron, that was all led by them. Mm -hmm. That was not, Mm -hmm. you know, Sistema Bay, our uh, partner in Latin America, trying to drive a response to the civil unrest. Mm -hmm. They feel ownership of this movement, Mm -hmm. uh, and that uh, gives them the power to grow it. And so... Uh, you see them as champions recruiting new companies in and giving talks at local universities or uh, promoting the intellectual property in uh, our certified B Corp mark on their advertisements. All of that is because of their pride in this community because they feel a sense of ownership. Mm-hmm. And so those four together have served as a foundation to begin to build a movement. Have there been times where you've had to, let me say, course correct? So it's really powerful hearing you give the examples of the local adaptation and the flexibility and allowing the movement to really own the direction and, and feel that ownership over what's happening. Have there been times where it's gotten too far away from the core and what you think is is critical and you've had to set some new guardrails or make some new changes? Sure. To give, us, give us an example or a caution that other movement builders might need to think about. Sure. And so when you have a community of 3,200 leaders, they want to lead, mm-hmm. uh, which is beautiful. Uh, and simultaneously, uh, the, like the danger is... the definition of herding cats, though. Right. Well, right? You, you know, 3,200 entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial CEOs, leaders, right? yes. all of whom <laughs> Incredible. believe you know, they have a commonality that they're all using business as a force for good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... Uh, passions that each have are probably quite, not probably, definitely quite different. Different, yeah, absolutely. Uh, And as a result, the caution is to make sure that no one or even small group of certified B Corps can speak for the whole community. Mm -hmm. The strength of this community is its diversity. It ranges from multi-billion dollar companies down to sole proprietors. There's 150 different industries. We're in 84 different countries. The danger is, without guardrails, that leadership manifests in in proclamations for the whole Mm -hmm. that might not represent the whole. And so trying to figure out how Mm -hmm. to make sure you give them enough freedom to feel like they can live into their own passion while simultaneously recognizing that they cannot speak for 3,200 other Mm -hmm. certified B Corps, let alone the 100,000 other businesses that are in our our movement who are using our tools, that that is the type of uh, guardrails you need to think through really carefully for whatever movement you're trying to build mm-hmm. that both gives people the, the freedom of expression and simultaneously uh, make sure that you don't get co-opted mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. So last question. As you're thinking about maintaining the movement, so we've talked a lot about building the movement and the steps towards that, and and then you have the incredible challenge of just maintaining that over time. What's one piece of advice that you would give to an organization about how to maintain that movement, a best practice that that you and the other folks at B-Lab have done? I think one of the biggest course corrections we made, uh, Aaron, was recognizing we're not a service organization, we're an engagement organization. Mm -hmm. And that fundamentally shifts the relationship you have with your community, from with your movement builders. Uh, and it moves you from a provider to an enabler. And enabling them to lead, enabling them to engage, giving them opportunities to exercise their own voice and be a leader is so much more effective, at least for our movement, mm-hmm. than trying to serve them with Uh, business opportunities or investment uh, capital or Mm -hmm. um, 
it's just more powerful because it builds ownership. So the value that you're providing to the movement and to the network is not everybody in the network gets a discount code for That's this right. or right. or you know something along those lines but we're going to give you the platform That's to right. amplify the issues that you think are important and, and the work that you're doing and connect you with each other mm. and then how you use that yeah is up to you and certainly there are all sorts of ways to monetize the certification that's not the principal reason why companies join our our movement as certified b corporations the certified companies the greatest commonality by far is they want to lead. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly powerful movement. And, and I know you started with talking humbly about uh, what you all have been able to do at, at B-Lab. And, and I think that's also a really important part of movement building is, is having that humility to lead from behind, to not need to be the brand in front, but to enable and empower the, the community. And certainly you all are doing that with, with the B-Lab community, B-Corporation community all over the world. So thank, thank you, you for that. Thank you, Aaron. Those are some really powerful lessons learned from BART. To think about the movement that BART and his colleagues at B-Lab are creating, a movement that is changing the nature of capitalism and the purpose of business. And one of the things that resonated most with me was BART talking about the global growth of the B-Lab movement and how over time he and his colleagues have had to find that fine line in between building a movement and letting those involved in the movement own it and be their own agents of change. And so I loved Bart's advice about figuring out what the guardrails and the guidelines are that defines your movement, and then letting the agents of change within the movement take those guardrails and guidelines and really accelerate the work and drive towards systems change. Lots of interesting insights from Bart, and I'm excited for the conversations that are yet to come through the Case in Point series. To stay updated on what Case is doing related to scaling and systems change, visit our website, caseatduke.org, and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks again for joining us today for this engaging discussion, and see you next time.